welcome everybody to our first episode of PodCaps for this fall semester. Um, today, we're going to be talking about um, first-generation college students and the effects of um, first-generation uh, students on, on mental health. So what does the effect of being a first-generation student have on your mental health? Um, and how do we kind of navigate through some of those challenges? Um, so I'm here with a couple of our different CAPS ambassadors, um, and we will be going over this topic and kind of giving some good advice with how to deal with this, and then also some resources. Um, so the first question I want to open up to my team um, is, what does it mean to be a first-generation student, and how do we define that in our own words? Um, to me, it means uh, being the first in your family to ever go to college, so no one has ever been in your shoes and you're kind of just navigating it on your own. Um, for me, I feel like it's more, I apply it more to like my immediate family, because I'm not entirely sure of like the status of my other um, extended family, if they, how they're going to college and stuff, but I know that um, the way I'm navigating through college is like based on my own experiences and not any guidance from my, my parents and stuff like that. So I'm like the first, besides my older sister. Um, I'll take it more of like, I guess like, not like the correct term for it, but I think this first generation, it's like the generation would be like you and your siblings, um, which makes true for me because my older siblings have gone to college. So I'm like the third one in my family, but we're all technically the same generation. And I think for me, I come from a unique perspective as well, because even if you go back a couple of generations into my family, I don't think, um, you know, anybody has ever been in a college setting. I think a lot of the time um, there are, you know, a lot of like obstacles that can, you know, lead to a lot of that generational, um, you know, boundary and limits. And so for me, I think being a first generation student is really coming from maybe a blue collar or a working class family and entering a very scary academic setting and trying to navigate that setting and trying to figure out how you want your life to be different from maybe, you know, the family that you came, you've come from and, and the work experiences that they've had, um, which really generate into life experiences. And I think that, um, you know, I really love that we have a varied definition of what it means to be first generation because it is such a unique experience from person to person. And I think the challenges that also accompany first generation students um, look different depending on your personal circumstance. But I think, um, you know, it's really good to have those different perspectives when we're talking about being first generation, because again, that's going to look different depending on your background um, and, and where you come from. So I think that, you know, it's really awesome to have those perspectives. I'm excited um, to kind of talk about this with you guys more. So now I want to kind of transition into talking about um, some of the challenges that first generation students face. So when you think of being first generation and maybe you reflect back on your own personal experiences, um, what are some you know, challenges or issues you face, do you think that directly stem from being a first generation student? Um, so for me personally, I can immediately, I think of FAFSA. I had no idea what it was or like how to even fill it out. They didn't do, they didn't go too much into debt in my high school about it. So I just remember constantly getting called into the office saying like, your FAFSA is not going through, like something's wrong. And then I'm like, well, I don't know like what's wrong with it. And finally, they had me on the phone with someone like from FAFSA like, to help me fill it out. And she couldn't even figure out what was wrong with it. And then the bell rang and it was time for lunch. And I was still stuck figuring out like what to do. So then all I felt in that moment was just like, I just wanted to cry because like here is a counselor. She doesn't know. Even the lady from FAFSA doesn't know. Obviously, I can't like go to my parents or an older sibling because I'm the oldest. So it's like, I just felt like I was kind of out of resources at that point. 
And I think that's another thing for me. It's like, I didn't know where to look for the resources or how to even start a college application at first. And being a shy person, mainly in high school, I had a hard time like reaching out, but I quickly learned that that was kind of the only way that I was gonna figure out how to do things. Um, for me, um, most of the tea is like career-based or like I'm saying what major I wanna go in, my parents, kind of like psychology, you know, what do you do with that? Because they don't really have their careers in themselves, they just kind of have jobs. So that if I'm, since I'm going towards a career that they're not sure it makes a lot of money and they're like more economic based. So like when I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm studying psychology, they're like, oh, wouldn't you rather be a lawyer or go into social work or do this and this and this? I'm just like, well, this is kind of where I've been drawn to. And I kind of know, I have a general idea where I'm going, but they don't understand that. They rather me just kind of, find a way to get money instead of like um, challenging that idea. For me, one of the hardest parts has to be like the sense of loneliness. Um, granted, I did have older siblings who went to college and for the most part, they have helped me with stuff like FAFSA. Um, but when I'm here in like my own college setting, like by myself, having to figure out like my own classes, how I'm gonna graduate like through my uh, uh, I schedule my classes, like what classes I have to take, the prerequisites, like while I'm actually studying my classes, uh, it's that's like probably the most difficult part. Um, the resources on campus, especially since like I'm the first one to come to UTA specifically, um, that's probably the hardest part, especially because like most of my friends have gone elsewhere. So if I'm not, if I wasn't someone who was a little bit outgoing and wasn't able to make friends easily, then I can seriously see how this could be daunting going through college alone. Yeah, and I feel like I related to so many of your experiences, especially, um, you know, in, in the sense that like going going to college, trying to figure out um, even how to apply to college, how to fill out documentation to get there, like just getting here, I think is already a lot, com comes with a lot more obstacles and a lot more stress for people who are first generation and don't have parents or siblings really guiding them through the process. And so I think that um, before you even get here, you're kind of at, at a disadvantage and then you land here you're trying to pick, you know, a major, you're trying to really develop a career and see what that traje trajectory is going to look like. And I think a lot of the time, um, something that we don't really talk about, but that's kind of understood is that a lot of people that are first generation come from working class families, we come from blue collar families, as you said, you know, maybe your parents don't have a career, they have a job. Um, and that looks, I, I think that gap between parent and child, of like a parent having a job and a child trying to have a career can be really scary also you know from the from the parents point of view like we don't know you know if that makes a lot of money we don't know how to help you with your career development just pick something that you know is secure and, and I think that that can be kind of hard to you know cope with on both ends um, another thing that I want to bring up is you know for those of you that have siblings I know most of us talked about having siblings um, for me, I think one of the most difficult things about being first generation and one of the challenges that I faced the most was kind of having um, a lot of f feelings of like guilt or shame um, from having the opportunity to pursue college, to pursue higher education, um, especially, you know, as related to maybe my siblings not getting to come here or, you know, maybe even my parents not being able to come. You know, my parents talk about that a lot of how they wanted to, but weren't able to. So I think there's also a lot of guilt and shame that can come with being first generation in that aspect? Um, for me, since I have younger sisters, so I hope that they do have the opportunity now that I got to kind of pave the way. 
Uh, for me, the guilt kind of comes more from not being around as much. I know I still live at home, but I'm not like there when they're there after school. I'm like busy with extracurriculars and other things. Um, so I'm not always there for them. And I kind of like miss moments in school. And then my mom kind of catches me up later. Um, so that's where kind of my guilt stems from, just kind of being absent and being busy in my own things that I don't focus on theirs. And it's it might come off as like I don't care, but it's not that. I just I'm like busy in my own things and just like focusing on my stuff that I don't realize that I've kind of, you know, left them aside, if that makes sense. That's something I completely resonate with because I have a younger brother and he's only like seven six years younger than me and we used to be very close and now um when I get home I'm tired I don't want to really talk to him because we about his whole day I'm just like I I want to go to sleep I want I have a homework to do I can't really spend that time with him even if even if I do stay at home um and then he has questions about UTA like oh what's it like here I want to know more about it do you know more about this major he wants to be ready for college even at his young age and he kind of sees me like oh they know what they're doing. I'm going to ask this person everything about college ever because they're the professional now. And it's like, I can't be that resource for him because I'm busy myself and I'm still navigating through everything. Um, and I kind of feel guilty that I'm not, like um, like what you said, that um, I'm not there for him like that. But um, where, um, with the opportunities I have, I feel like it's more, I'm the one who pursued it. I don't feel like, I think more with my father, he wasn't able to pursue an education, but he didn't seem to like have a negative effect about it. He seems like he feels like he's better off. So I think just being absent is the main guilt I feel coming here or pursuing this. Um, I'm gonna go in a different direction and say that like a guilt for me, or like a part of shame for me going to college would be um, like pressures to live up to my older siblings. So they're not that much older than me, about six years. So when they ended college, I was going into college. Um, and it's just, it was just been hard for me to like live up to like my sister. She was like valedictorian. She was this like all-star athlete, like all state. Um, and she went to TCU for a full ride, which is pretty prestigious. Um, and then my older brother going into UNT, into like a master's program and all this. And so that's like hard for me to try to like live up to their like footsteps. Um, and so that, that sort of leads also into like imposter syndrome that I know is pretty big between me and like my social group and some of my friends. So that's probably the most where I'd feel like guilt and shame. No, thank you for all sharing your experiences. I think that that guilt and shame can come in so many different forms. And I think even just in our small group, we can see that. Um, but I think that nevertheless, when you are a first generation, that's almost always going to be present. And so, um, you know, that's something that, you know, is really a big barrier and a big challenge, something you're navigating on top of all of the things that you have to do. We've all said we have very busy schedules. So I think that, that can just be another pressure um, that can really negatively affect people who are first generation. I think another common theme that I've heard sprinkled throughout a, a few of our stories um, is really difficulties with our family understanding what it means to be a college student, understanding maybe your responsibilities, what you have going on, understanding how busy you are. And I think that within your first couple of years of college, it can be really hard for your parents to understand what the difference is even maybe between high school and college classes. I think that's especially true for those of us that don't have parents that went to college and maybe we're the first sibling to go. 
our parents have no idea what that academic environment looks like and what the difference is between maybe a high school academic environment and a college academic academic environment. And, you know, we all know the big difference, right? We know that there's a there's a huge gap. You're much more busy as a college student. Things are um, a lot more tough when you get up into those harder college classes. And so I think that that lack of understanding can also really leave you feeling a lot of different things, whether it be, you know, Again, like we were talking about earlier, feeling alone, feeling like you don't have resources, maybe feeling, um, you know, like you have to be hyper independent and you can't ask for help. I think that that's also been kind of a common theme. So I do want to hear y'all's, you know, experiences and feelings of maybe feeling disconnected from your family, um, maybe feeling like a lack of understanding, um, any of those things really. I think my parents understood understood that college is hard, but I don't think they like really got like the very specifics of it. So especially because I went to community at first, so it was more like laid back and I wasn't in anything. It was just classes and then go home. So they kind of saw it as still like kind of high school, but also like, you know, still higher courses, but you're still just going to class, coming home. Um, So I think when I got to UTA and I really like, I started like explaining more, I do find it difficult for them to kind of understand everything especially because I have to translate everything in Spanish. So then it's sometimes hard to like say certain things to make them understand. Um, So I just feel like whenever I explain, like they kind of give me almost like a gasp, like their eyes kind of light up. Like they had no idea that this is how it was. Like this is how much I have to do. Um, This is all I'm involved in. Um, And I definitely feel that hyper independence, um, especially money wise, because my parents have always been clear and I've always known that they can't afford a college education. Um, so I rely on just like financial aid and scholarships. Um, so I, if I'm ever like short on money for books, I, I try to just kind of find a way, like maybe pick up extra shifts. Like I'm the type of person that will never ask them for money. And I just have a hard time like, like asking them for that because I just know they can't and I feel bad you know, even saying like, hey, I'm short for this book. I'd rather just go out and find it myself. And same thing with like any application or like coursework. I'd rather just figure it out myself and then tell them about it than them see me struggle. Um, I'm also kind of the same way with community college, but it was more as a dual credit student because this is still, uh, I'm a first year student. So they're still kind of adjusting that I'm in a bigger scale university. Um, Because even though I was in a college setting and taking college courses, it was a lot easier than coming here. So coming here was like a reality check for me. Like then um, I saw my grades starting to slip and things are getting harder. And then I see my time um, getting shortened. I feel like I I go to school, go home, um, do my work and go to sleep. And that feels like my entire day. And then um, say... My, my dad wants me to do more chores, but I'm like, I'm busy. He's like, well, I work, so we're kind of the same thing. But I'm like, well, I'm kind of also mentally drained. Even though you're physically drained, I'm mentally drained from going to school. And he doesn't seem to understand that because he just seems like it's just school. You're not really doing much. You're just like listening to people and taking notes. Um, so he has that disconnect of like how hard it is to um, obtain like a higher education. It's kind of hard to kind of explain that to him. Um, and it's just like, I kind of forgot the, <laughs> the topic. <laughs> it's okay. 
No, and I completely agree, though. I think that when you come into college, especially that first year, is when things really start to hit you as a first-generation student because you're really expected to, to do it on your own, right? Of course, we, we have resources and, you know, those are there, but it can be hard to even find those. It can be hard to really get connected. Um, and again, like we talked about, that hyper-independence is really difficult. We, I know a lot of us that are first-generation feel that. We, we have in the past, um, you know, had to figure things things out on our own, just coming from, you know, maybe a working class family or a family where, um, you know, parents and siblings have to work quite a lot and, and we're left to figure things out. So I think that, you know, as we transition into a college environment where our parents really don't have the information or the expertise to help us, um, that hyper-independence can kind of just fester. It's where it really becomes isolating and really lonely to try to figure things out um, on your own. And so I think that I, I definitely resonate with that. Um, and I think that that's something I still struggle with as a, as a fourth year into my senior year is really trying to figure out things on my own um, and feeling maybe like I'm bugging people, asking for help. Um, and I just think that that's something that really comes with, with the title of being first generation. I think it's something that we can all really um, kind of relate to in, in that aspect. I think another thing um, that's, that's especially prevalent for me is feeling this intense need to perform and to do it well, to be perfect like dare I say perfect um I, I think that that is something that has really maybe maybe even been, been the biggest feeling for me um and I think it's more so driven by a fear of failure than it is a need to achieve and so I think that there is again the sense um of like performance anxiety as as a first generation student when you get here really feeling like you have to um kind of live up to this own idea of perfect that you've set up in your head um, so that you can maybe prove to your parents or prove to your family that this was the right decision. You made the right decision. Um, your major is the right decision. It feels like you're almost trying to justify all of these things um, by being good enough to where no one can question you. And I think this is, you know, and maybe this is coming from my own personal experience, but I definitely want to hear if any anyone else has felt kind of similar or struggled with similar things being first generation. Um, so I definitely get the fear of failure. Um, my parents always say, they always emphasize on, like, an education is, like, key to, you know, like, success. They have that idea, which is not completely wrong, but also, you know, you can do great things without going to college. Um, and I remember a year back kind of wanting to take, like, a gap, but again, that fear of failure, like, me thinking, if I take a gap, then they're going to think that I'm just never going to back, going to go back to school. What if I never do? Um, so I just decided to just push through um, to kind of just not fail, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, I definitely feel like they're watching me and just expecting graduation and then just expecting me to, you know, go up from here, which kind of makes me scared to like fail classes or take a break. Um, because, you know, what if I don't live up to the idea that they have in their head? Um, a big thing for me that has been happening recently would be, like, the fear of failure. So at points where it's like, I don't want to fail, so I don't even, like, try. Um, I don't even get it, like, the assignment started because I'm scared that I'm going to do it wrong, or if I don't understand the assignment, then I'm just going to procrastinate until it's almost too late for me to get help. Um, I feel like it's the biggest thing going on. And then another thing going on would be, so I'm supposed to graduate this semester, like, ooh, yeah. But 
I've been struggling in some classes and like my whole family expects me to graduate this semester because I've already sent out graduation tickets. Like I've already like signed up for everything because they make you sign up for it early. Um, and now here I am struggling with one or two classes and now it's like, am I actually gonna graduate? And then it's just that fear of failing and having to wait another semester, which there's nothing wrong with it. Like I'm already graduating early. So if I fail and go to the next semester, then if I bring on time and like it's everyone on their own pace, but it's just like that expectation that I'm supposed to be graduating and don't not want to let them down or even like myself down? Um, well, for me, I know that perfectionism is something I'm always trying to achieve. And um, I'm like in between, or now I am in between of like, I should give myself a break. It doesn't really matter if I miss this assignment, assignment. or, oh no, I missed this assignment. Now I gotta try extra hard to kind of make up for that instead of just letting it go. Cause I know in high school, I'd push myself a lot harder. Like I, I barely had two Bs in my entire high school. Like. Um, career and that's like insane because then I didn't have a social life I'm trying not to do that here I'm also trying to have a hard time finding that perfect line of achieving well and giving myself a break and not pushing myself too far on either side so it's kind of hard to do that and then I was also always this like the high achieving child of out of my siblings so it's like if I do bad it's like oh so then the next person will be my brother so that my brother's gonna do better so like oh so you're not doing as well anymore so your brother's gonna be better than you and it's like a hard to like so I need to keep my standards high trust myself out or just disappoint and um crash down my already set bar that I have set for myself you know so that's kind of hard to navigate and then trying to convince myself that it's okay if I drop a class or I fail a class or if I fail an assignment or a test I have to like convince myself that it's okay, it's only one or it's only two, and that it would all turn out at the end. Cause I'm already ahead a lot with the dual credit. So like, if I had to retake classes, it would not push me back. It would even like push me more closer to my uh, graduation date or expected or like a, what was it, you know, yeah. like, like you said. And it's just like, it's that weird feeling of trying to find that perfect line. No, and I think that I, I completely relate to you there, too. I mean, my first semester was shocking, to say the least. And I think that coming from that very, um, I, I feel like high school can be very competitive, especially when you're already high achieving. I think that, um, you know, teachers can see that early on and they they foster it. And, you know, I feel like high school really does feel like a competition, especially towards the end, who's valedictorian, who's salutatorian. Um and then you get into college and you come into this environment where it really doesn't matter where you came from and no one really cares. That's <laughs> blunt to say, but really you're just another student taking classes. And I think that that can be especially hard and it's not really talked about a lot um, for first generation students, because if you make it to college as a first generation student, usually you have you, you had to work maybe a little bit harder. You had to kind of prove yourself early on. And I think that if you try to bring that into a, a college environment, it can be really difficult because you have this intense need to be perfect, to do everything perfect. And you all, it also comes with the realization that you don't have maybe the resources to do something like that. You're going to have to learn how to, you know, take time for yourself, how to not stress yourself out to the point where you're constantly achieving and setting, like setting standards that you can't achieve unattainable standards. Um, and I think that that is something that you kind of have to learn how to navigate through your experiences. And it, and it doesn't stop when you graduate college. It It's something really that you deal with kind of 
lifelong, something that you kind of have to unlearn. Um, and, and I think a lot of it does stem from, stem from again, kind of being first generation and kind of feeling this intense desire to make everybody proud of you. Um, and I think that can be a really hard thing to deal with. Um, I think another thing that I personally have dealt with that has made my undergraduate career very difficult for me is searching for validation from other adult figures, from professors, from mentors, from my bosses, um, and really looking at them to tell me you're doing good, you're you're good enough, you're you're you know you're worthy of being here. Um, I think that I really excel off of that external validation from other adults, um, and I think a lot of that has to do with you know being first generation. My parents really don't they don't know enough about college to be able to really even ask me questions. Um, about how I'm doing and about what I'm doing. And then even if I do share with them what I'm doing, they have no idea. I mean, I'm kind of involved in things that, um, you know, I, I plan on going to a doctoral program. I do research, um, you know, on a pretty high level. And so that makes it to where, you know, I really can't talk to my parents about what those experiences look like or how I'm doing. And so I think that for me, a, a big thing has really been searching for validation um, from professors and mentors here who have this understanding of what higher education looks like and who know the different challenges that come with maybe even being first generation. Um, and I think that's something that I really struggle with in the academic space and something I'm really trying to unlearn before going into um, graduate programs and pursuing higher education even further. Um, and I don't know if this is a common experience, especially like within you know, professors and things like that. Um, I definitely relate to that uh, because my parents don't know what it looks like. Like, I can tell them, oh, I have a 80 in this class. And to them, it's like, that's great. But to me, it's like, no, that's like going into a C. So something that looks really great to them might not be enough for me. Um, so I definitely relate to that. And I think I've never had like again, like someone who went to college, like a mentor, someone to kind of look up to. So I do look for that reassurance in them to kind of tell me like, yeah, you're in the right path. Yeah, you're doing the right things. Because again, my parents or no one that I know, except for those that are in college like us, no one has gone through that um, for my family. So they don't really know exactly, you know, what that looks like. Um, I, I do see the um, want searching for validation for older, other older adults, because like in high school, you're always kind of, you're holding hands with your high school professors and always being told, you're doing good, you're doing great, your counselor's telling you you're great, and then here, you're just a student in a classroom that a teacher's talking to, because it's like a large, a large scale classrooms, and like, it's hard for professors to get personal unless you're going out of your way to like talk to them and stuff. So it's not like you're not going to hear that from your professor directly. So it's kind of weird to navigate that as well. Yeah, and I think there's even this other component um, that maybe isn't, you know, related to full-on mentorships, but that's more so related to being first generation and not knowing how to interact with professors or potential me mentors, people that are already in such a high up place in academia, um, not knowing even how to talk to them or approach them because it's it's intimidating. I think that, you know, being first generation, again, it also comes with that hyper independence. And so when it comes to having opportunities to be mentored, having opportunities to connect with professors one-on-one, -on -one, it can be terrifying because that comes off maybe as you not being confident if you're showing up to office hours or you not, um, 
you know, showing them that you can excel. And so I think that's something that I've also struggled with kind of throughout my time as an undergrad. Um, I really want to thank you guys, though, for sharing all of your experiences um, and for being vulnerable here. Um, I know there will be others that really relate to this and that resonate with this. Um, but one thing that I kind of want to talk about before we wrap up is maybe what resources have been the most helpful for you all as first generation students really navigating all of these different challenges that we've talked about today? I think for me, a big person is my advisor. Um, shout out to Betsy in the psych department because she's really great. Um, and I definitely make appointments with her more than I need to. Like I probably see her three, four times a semester uh, and like email her too. Because I think she kind of gives me the reassurance that I'm kind of on the right path. Um, and also another thing is even CAPS, our own department. I also use it. I use our therapy resources. And I think it has been really helpful, especially because, you know, it costs a lot of money to do it outside of school. So I think it's really great that we have this on campus uh, accessible for students and also free. Um, so I think my advisor and CAPS have just been really great to me. I think for me, the best resource has definitely been being a part of the CAPS ambassador program. Um, it's just letting me been like so close to all the resources in general, getting more information for myself. And then just talking about it with other students has like helped me like better myself. Um, like, like previously said, I actually think the CAPS program or yeah, um, like um, cause I use the services here and I kind of forgot that I did even though I had a session yesterday and it's like the first time I'm getting into that and it's like I think it's be very helpful in the long run starting to go regularly and talk about things that are need to be talked about I think it's going to be a very help me out um, as I continue my educational um, career yeah and, and I think for me um, I kind of resonate with almost all of the things you guys have said so I think that um, the ambassador team has been amazing for me. It's really opened me up, um, got me out of my shell, and it's connected me with communities of other, you know, first-generation students. Um, and I think that that is something that I really, really needed that I didn't have um, in high school to really, to really deal with this. Um, and so I think communities of other first-generation students um, and even mentors who have made it through academia onto the other side and that have... Um, you know, that desire to mentor other first-generation students has been really important for me, um, and even CAPS itself. So I, de I definitely utilize CAPS um, and have utilized CAPS throughout the years, and it has been amazing, like Danny said, to also have something that's accessible, that's affordable as a first-generation student, because we all know finances can be rough um, being first-generation. And so um, to anybody that's listening and maybe has resonated with any of the challenges um, that we've talked about or that we've all personally faced if that resonated with you. Um, you know, I think myself and my entire ambassador team would urge you to um, reach out and schedule an appointment with CAPS if you feel like there's anything you ever need to kind of talk through. Um, and remember that you, you know, do have a, a couple of free sessions to go through um, if that's something that sounds good for you. So um, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, and we hope to be able to put out another episode soon. Thanks so much.